Thank you, Ross. Good morning, friends. Excited to share with you guys this morning. If you don't know who I am, my name is Sia, and if you're joining us for the very first time, um, welcome to our church. Uh, we hope that you are deeply encouraged. So we are in a series called 111 Hours, and uh, it's titled that because there's 168 hours in a week, and if you minus the hours to sleep um, and an hour for church, you're left with 111 hours. Now our heart through the series is that by the time we're through with this series, you'll make those 111 hours count. Every moment where you're at work, at church, at the, not church, um, at the gym, through conversation, uh, on a walk at the beach, whatever it is that you do in those 111 hours, they'll be so unbelievably impactful. You get to invite people to church, you get to start a conversation that leads someone on the journey to meet Jesus. But um, I'm going to do installment number two, and I do believe you'll be deeply encouraged. Yes? Yes! Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, let me pray, and then we're going to jump right in. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that your Spirit is here with us, that you're going to move among us in power, Lord Jesus. Speak to us however uniquely and specifically, wherever we might be in our walk with you. We pray that, we can, that you would meet us there and walk us to a full life living with full purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I have one question for us this morning. Who has friends? All have friends. I would hope so. Um, if you don't have friends, come talk to me afterwards. Um, uh, so, I've, I mean, all of us have been fortunate enough to have friends our whole lives. Um, uh, I, had a, I have a few stories to share or some experiences with my friends, because let's just be real, life is just so much better when you experience it together, right? So my friends, my primary school friends, I had four. Um, one of them had a birthday party in grade six. So we went to his house, um, and he had a dam somewhere close by. So we'd, we walked to the dam, and there was only one canoe. So we all, uh, not all jumped in the canoe. <laughs> so we all got to the dam, there was a bride happening at the same time, and then we'd two at a time, would go in the canoe. So Brian and Nitro jumped in first, and then they began their journey around the dam. Now, we're half paying attention, half not, because like, once they're down, the next pair will go in. Uh, and then somewhere on the far side of the dam, they stop, and an argument breaks out. Now, we're all watching this thing happen, and there's nothing we can do, because I mean, they're on the other side of the dam. So we wait until uh, they get back, and we get to ask questions. They continue around, and just before they get to shore, out of nowhere, uh, Nitro um, gets up, grabs the oar out of Brian's hand, and he says something, says something, and then he just jumps in the water. And now because of the way that he jumped in the water, the canoe was left compromised. So Brian just toppled with the canoe. Now we're all hosed. Now, thankfully, no white guys died in the making of that movie. But, but we... Roasted them, and so we were asking, "What were you guys fighting about?" They were arguing about who's going to take turns with the oar. Children. Um, then next, my favorite one. So myself, Mike, and Luto lived together in 2017, and we used to go on late night chicken licking runs. Now, when I say late night, I mean like at 12 at night. But because 
You have to go to the right chicken licking for, to get a full experience. We went to the one on Point Road because you get dinner and a show. Um, <laughs> if you look out the window, something is bound to happen at some point. Um, so we'd go there, and then the one time we were there, there was this one guy in front of us ordering something, and out of nowhere, a fight breaks out. Now his, his five mates come in from Debonair's next door. There was a security guard there who looked like Capella from Generations. Um, he was there, and then now we're like, it's six against one. There's no way. Like, we have to help this guy out, otherwise it's not going to end well. Out of nowhere, one of the dudes just hurls a glass bottle at the lady at the counter. Now, you could tell she played this black game called Ushump, which is like... <laughs> what's, it's like stingers. Yeah, it's like stingers, but we use, you use plastic in it. So she just whew, ducks, but the glass bottle doesn't break. Everyone stopped and like, I'm joking, we didn't stop. Um, so then at that point, now, now we're trying to get these guys out because they're just causing a commotion. And one guy picks up a chair. So I grab the chair and I put it back down. And then we pushed most of them on. Now there's two left and Luto is standing between, Luto and Mike are standing between the two guys and the security guard. Now he, the security guard now begins to size up this one of the dudes. So he's standing there behind Luto and Mike and he's like this. Like he's getting ready to throw a punch now. Now you think, oh my word, it's about to happen. Like a fight's really going to happen now. And then he kind of just, <laughs> he kind of just leans and goes. <laughs> we laughed at him uh, so much. But it is so much better because we got to experience those moments. On the drive home, oh my gosh, what a laugh. What a fat jewel. And then Capella was so indebted to, our, to, to us because we saved his life. Like he could have died that day. Um, but life is just so much better when we get to experience stuff together. Like at my grandparents' place, the toilet is outside. You know how this is. So it gets dark at night. You never leave by yourself at night. You might not make it back. Um, but everything is just so much better when we get to experience it together. I genuinely believe that that is also very true for how we get to experience church and community. Everything is so much better when we have pockets of community where we can experience the power of God. Now, for the most part, when we come to church, it's under the guise and the principle of getting something. Like, we're here to get from God. Like, if Ross's preach is good enough, okay, it was, it was a good service. If worship was good enough, it was a good worship set. But I'd like to challenge that. At a certain point, that that's okay, to a certain point. Now, I couldn't think of a, of a great way to make my point without using an illustration. So, Oh, yes, perfectly on time. They took time in the first service. Uh, Something's going to come out now, and then I'm going to make my point. While they do, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25 says this. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So it speaks of not giving up meeting together. Okay, so... Can you guys see? It's a lot further up than the last time. Um, can you guys see? Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. Let's just imagine now for a second that this is a picture of community. Life group, church, your pocket of community, whatever that community looks like for you. And let's just now say that this is you and I when we found Jesus at some point. Okay, this is actually fine. We found Jesus at some point, and we 
come to church, sussing it out, seeing if this is our vibe, seeing if we can plug in and call this place home or your picture of community. So now you're over there. Now, this community has the power of God moving through it. So this is the power of God. I am the power of, I'm joking. The power of God moves. Now, obviously, that won't happen. You won't change instantly. Over time, as you continue to come to church and the power of God begins to move, within that community, very soon, you and I will look like this. Now, at that point, I'd like to submit to us that we've moved from a point of coming to church to get something, but we've come to church to give something. If not, everything. We come to empty ourselves before God, and we are filled with His Spirit. We might walk back out into the world and express the experience that we get when we're in community together. So then the power of God gets to move in and through us everywhere that we go, like so. Every conversation that you and I have, we point to Jesus. Every time we take a moment to pray for our friends and our family, the conversation you have at work with John or Janet or whatever, the Spirit of God moving through you as you've moved from coming to church to consume, but now you've come to church to contribute towards seeing that picture of community express itself the best way possible. Amen? Now, as you and I continue to do that, eventually this would be uh, beautiful. Now, let's just imagine for a second that we never moved from consuming, but we just came to church. If worship is good, if the preacher is good, I'm going to stick around, or whatever picture of community you might be plugged into. Eventually, we go out into the world, right? And let's just imagine that this is just life's stuff, uh, loss of family, financial situation, 18% uh, ESCOM hike, the palapala situation with the, the president, uh, the Durban cricket team losing by 80 points, I mean, getting all out by, at like 80, which is redonkulous. Um, just stuff just happens and happens, and over time, Stuff just going and going and whatever, whatever. Finances, marriage, difficult kids are just a nightmare. You come to church, and now, even though, or church or community, even though God still moves, now you aren't quite as lit as you were before. You don't feel God quite as much. So, like, I don't think this church is or this community is doing it for me anymore. Let me move to another pocket of community or another space of community, hoping that they will do the same for you. That's a very dangerous way to live out your faith. As much as it might serve us for a period, but I'd like to encourage us to move to a point of now beginning to contribute because there is stuff within you and I that God has put there to make the church be the church, the body of Christ, the toe being the toe as it begins to express the gifting, express your prophetic gifting, Express yourself with your time. You give of your time. You give of your finances. You give of yourself 
to seeing that picture of community thrive as you do what God created you to do, which is to give him glory everywhere that you go. And everywhere that you and I go, if we do that, it's just a picture of his spirit moving through us. It will always be on fire. No matter what life throws at us, his spirit moves through us. Amen? Amen. One more just for good measure. All right. Now, I also genuinely believe that when this is done well, we gather in community to experience the power of heaven. That you might begin to live lives that are full of purpose. As we worship him in each and every single space that we might find ourselves in. Do not give up meeting together. Find your community. It could be this space, life groups, your four-person life group. But as we move from a point of consuming in church and contributing towards seeing God's manifest power experienced within that community, I think we give ourselves the best chance to live lives full of purpose as our gatherings are full of power. Amen? Amen. As our gatherings are full with power. Now, I'm not going to make it seem like this thing is easy. Because now, let's just say, for example, that this is John from work or Janet from work or someone at the gym or a coffee shop that you go to and you see the same person all the time when you eventually begin to start a conversation with them. Let's just say now we've moved from a point of consuming. Now we living with such a great amount of purpose where you ask the question, God, what could you possibly want to do through me today? How can I express the gifting that you've put inside me today? And this is Janet or John or Jablani that you get to walk a journey. So Ross gave us a little bit of a prelude to how we get to do that because it's not an, an easy thing. Like, I don't want to make it seem like starting a conversation about Jesus is light. It's scary. Absolutely. But I believe that through the power of the Spirit, we get to do it in a way that is honoring to both the person and you. So now there's John going on about uh, difficulty with forgiveness, for example. John is going on about forgiveness, and you and I get to say something along the lines of, you know, John, I could actually really relate to the thing that you're experiencing or that you're feeling. But let me tell you about how God helped me deal with my unforgiveness. And in that moment, the Spirit moves through you. Now, John might not get saved in that exact moment. He might not find Jesus in the exact moment. Something happens through you, to him. And as you continue to walk a journey with John at work or through conversations or whatever, as you continue to allow the Spirit to move through you, time and time again, eventually, John's going to begin to ask questions. Tell me more about this thing that you go to each week. 
could I come with you to church this week? As you invite him to church, you invite him to something or a pocket of community, wherever you might be. And at a certain time, at just the right time, John will see Jesus for who he is through your efforts in his life. And if you're afraid about doing it by yourself, I always say, then don't go alone. Do it together. Because over time, and if there are more of us, more of you, that get to speak into John's life, very soon, John is going to feel the spirit burn within him as it burns within you. And John will eventually step foot in church, ask the very good questions of, Lord, if you're real, won't you reveal yourself to me? There's a story in the Bible that best highlights the, I think, the how, that you and I get to do this. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's a little bit longish. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Because here's the thing I always say to our young and old guys. Don't be weird when you share the gospel. Um, you give Christians a bad name. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, but we get to move away from expecting it to happen in a moment, but rather over seven miles. Seven miles. Thank you, fellas. The best. Big love. There's a, in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 13, there's a story about Cleopas and another disciple on their way to Emmaus. Jesus had risen from the grave at this point, and they were going on about um, uh, just, uh, I suppose, a disbelief about all that kind of stuff. So he then appears to them, but, his, but he was hidden from them. So he begins to walk this journey with them to Emmaus. It's a seven-mile journey. And he begins to ask a question. Uh, what's going on? Meets them exactly where they are. And they're like, have you been living under a rock? Do you not know the Jesus of Nazareth who was a powerful prophet who did good things in the name of God, who um, was crucified and who died? Uh, so then Jesus like, uh, wasn't it written that that's what would happen? And he walks into the scriptures all the way from Moses up until their, their period. Um, and then they get to Emmaus and he pretends to walk on. And they're like, wait, wait, hold on. Don't you want to come in for, for dinner? So Jesus is like, yeah, I'd love to. He walks in, and as he breaks bread, he, they recognize him, and he disappears. You and I get to do the same thing with the people that are around us, with the John and the Jablanis and the uh, Janets of your workplace. Start with where they are not where we'd like them to be. Hey, what's going on? Hey, can I pray with you? Hey, I'm sorry, this might be a little bit weird, but I have this picture that I want to share with you. That Just leave it there. Don't say that God gave me, because that even sounds weird. Um, and as you begin to speak to them, right where they are, you are in a seven-mile journey with them. Eventually, they'll invite you in, and at just the right time, 
They'll say, didn't our spirits burn within us as we engaged with Ross or with Liz or with Sarah? I'm sure there's a Sarah in the room. Or with John or with whomever or with Brandon or with Auntie Ez. Did our hearts not burn within us? As you and I allow the spirit to move through us to the people that are around us. Community is so important because we get to experience the power of heaven as we gather to give. We empty ourselves that he might fill us with his spirit. And we scatter with a sense of purpose in our workspace, at the gym, in a coffee shop, a random phone call that seems like it might be insignificant. But every moment is an opportunity to give God glory in how we allow his spirit to work through us everywhere that we go. You guys still with me? I genuinely believe that when we adopt this principle of not giving up meeting together, then when life does what life does sometimes and we experience some of the hardships of life, when we gather, when we ex- begin to testify of God's goodness that we've got to experience over the course of that week, it makes navigating life a little bit easier because we can see God's goodness every single day. When we gather and celebrate how we've seen God move over the course of this week, as someone comes in with the word for someone in the, in the picture of community, hey, I have a word with you. Hey, can I buy you a coffee? Man, you won't believe what God did this week. I started the conversation with John. Hey, can I invite you over to dinner? As we come with, an in, with a great sense of expectation for God to do something through us, in the pocket of community, and we leave here with a greater sense of purpose because we've experienced his power together. That to me sounds like a good enough reason to not giving up meeting together. Moving from a a point of like, I'm just here to get something. But I understand that there's stuff that God has put inside me, and man, I'd be remiss if I didn't live a life where I gave all of myself for his glory. Amen? You guys, you guys look a little bit taken aback, shall I say. This is good news. Because it takes the pressure off saving people <laughs> in a moment. Instead, we just get to walk seven miles and trust God to do the work inside them that he once did inside you. Someone um, once explained this story of the, of the lost sheep, the lost, yeah, the lost sheep. We often look at that story and we think to ourselves, um, yeah, it's about the one. And yes, it is about the one, and If you're the one here this morning, Jesus is saying, I will chase after you. 
the part that we often forget is that Jesus had to walk back with that sheep. But I want to actually focus on the 99. Because it was more, it was just as much for them as it was for the one. He left the 99 to pursue the one, to show the one that you are worth the pursuit. But he left the 99 to show them the value of one. And when you and I get to the point of understanding that you and I were once that one, we understand that people matter to God. And if they matter to God, they should matter to us. Which means if I need to be uncomfortable for a moment, that's fine. If it means I get to walk seven miles with you. If I get to be uncomfortable for just a moment, if it gives the gospel a chance to impact someone else, that's fine. If it means I get to walk seven miles with you. We gather not just to do Christian karaoke, to make this about the heroes of church, the justice, the rosters of the world, who stand up here and preach and lead you in worship every single week, but it's about you, but it's also not about you. It's about the guys that aren't yet in community. But he chooses to use us to reach them. What a privilege. For that, I do believe we all have the courage to empty ourselves and live lives where we give of ourselves for his glory. Yeah? Amazing. That's all I have for us today. Let's stand and I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space in this moment. We want to create but a small pocket for you to do what you want to do. Whisper what you want to whisper. Prod what you want to prod at. Speak, Holy Spirit, we're listening. Won't you reveal to us the person we might begin to have a conversation with or can start to pray for? Reveal to us a space in our lives where you want us to give to you completely. I pray that our lives are surrendered completely unto you, that we go where you lead, I pray for our sensitivity to that whisper. In Jesus' name. Father, won't you teach us the value of the one?
as we empty ourselves with expectant hearts to be filled by more of you, Dad. We want our pockets of community to be filled with such a great power of heaven that our lives are so full of purpose in all, in all that we do. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. There is tea and coffee outside. Don't rush off. Buy a coffee for someone. Pay it forward. Big love, church. <laughs>